host, Harla Nivens. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you head to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Org. You can also head to my website, CarlaNivens.com. Well, I'm so excited to uh, have my friend back with us, Jana Bell. Jana is an energetic and intensely passionate uh, for the Lord's presence. Simply put, she is a true worshiper. We know all about that on Every Heart, Every Woman. Jana toured internationally as an alto with Kirk Franklin from the fall of 1998 to the winter of 2007. Uh, while traveling, the Lord continued to develop and prepare her for her call and anointing that he has placed on her life. Jenna later became a background vocalist for several other contemporary Christian artists, artists and ministries, including Martha Manuzzi, Freddie Rodriguez. Um, she's also done studio work for several artists and companies such as Anthony Evans, Natalie Grant, Jeremy Kemp, Joy Hill, Trinity 5-7, of course, Kirk Franklin, Arlington Jones, Ambassadors of Christ, Men of Standard, Supernova Remnant, Churches, Fried Chicken, there we go, and Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure. While traveling and performing, Jana continued to pursue her college degree. And in the summer of 2003, she received her bachelor's of arts in sociology at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas. Her love for the arts and learning would not allow her to stop with just one degree. So in 2015, she received her master's of science in entertainment business from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, Jana knew the Lord was calling her for more and began to pray that God would lead her to people that would disciple and ministrate and labor with her in ministry. God honoring his word in Matthew 21, 22. This is perfect. It says, and in all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive, put forth individuals. Uh, the Lord put four, put four individuals on her heart and understanding that vision is birthed out of prayer. Jana asked these kingdom citizens to commit to a prayer conference call to gain direction from the Lord. Again, God being true to his word in Ephesians 3 and 20 that states God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. This prayer call became a staple weekly session that has grown to committed prayer warriors around the United States. Jana, thank you so much for being here again and welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm like listening to this saying, now who is she? I'm like, I forgot about a lot of this stuff. So I'm excited to hear what's about to be said myself. <laughs> All true stuff. So I'm so excited. I mean, we, um, you know, I, I, I reached out to you really because of prayer. I mean, your prayer call, I, I started joining in during COVID 
when we all needed that extra time of being with other believers, um, reaching out to the Lord, uh, reaching uh, connecting with each other. And it was very difficult to do that because we're not in person a lot. And when we are in person, we had a mask and there were protocols to follow. So the prayer call um, was, you know, kind of a staple of what uh, Roosevelt and I did. We led a couple of times, um, led the prayer call a couple of times. But you've continued um, it, it, you know, years later now, what, two, two years later? I think so. When we started it again, and we're in the second year now from when we restarted the prayer call. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Because you had done it before a couple of years ago. So restarted the prayer call and it is still going. Um, you have a variety of leaders and uh, the Lord is really blessing um, other people through what he has put on your heart. And a lot of times I feel like when we receive the call of something, it's just our responsibility to start and then don't stop. Um, and I feel like this is one of those things that is birthed out of just keep going and, um, you know, mm -hmm. can continue on and don't lose heart. And um, I, I, know, I mean, a weekly prayer call has got to be um, taxing because I'm sure it comes around real fast. It comes the next week again, and the preparation has to be done for every week. So I know it's taxing, but um, I, I want to. I want you to start by, you know, going, giving us a little insight on how is it doing something that um, kind of the Lord has given you, and you can't stop with it. Like you just got to. You just got to keep going. Yeah, you know, like we said, it's a prayer call. So there's no glam. There's no glitz. There's nothing that's, woo, you know, we're going to decorate this or, you know, oh, it becomes a popular thing. Like there's no glamour glitz to this. So this is a commitment that you just have to sink in and become faithful for. And, and I'm glad that I've learned so much about prayer that it's, it's not this thing that we have to make a stressful thing. Yes, the weeks do come by fast, but you know, once you get in it, it's one of those things where it's like, God, I just love being in your presence. So, you know, it becomes a relaxing thing. It becomes an exciting time. It's, you know, the same thing is sometimes you think, oh, I got these plans. I got a lunch with my friend. But when you get there and you sit down with your friends and it's like, I'm glad I got to this moment because I get to connect with people that I know. And it's just, you know, it's like, whew, you get a woosah moment. So, and that's what's become of this prayer. We were, when we started back with this during COVID, we were doing it twice a week and it did come around. And now we've moved to once a week. But again, it's just following God's unction and just, okay, God, how do you want us to do it? How long do you want us to do it? Do you want us to add more? Do you want us to take away a day? And, and that's just where we are with it. We just follow the flow of the spirit. Yeah. So tell us, what is your personal connection with prayer? Now, that is a question that I honestly don't think that I can answer in one podcast or if we did a podcast every week. Like, so, you know, I don't know that I could fully answer my whole connection, but I can say, well, for one, I'm no theologian. I'm no master at any of this. I'm just a faithful servant to the prayer call, mess up a lot, but just keep doing it. But I, I will say there was a church that I was singing with for a while that just, that was their staple. 
prayer was their thing. And I just started watching and how earnest they were. And it wasn't a thing that we checked off before that we started service. It wasn't just a checklist. It wasn't just something they did, but they really believed in the power of prayer. And I believed in the power of prayer, but so when I saw this, I thought, I don't know if I believe like this. So it woke me up and I started seeing things that I had never seen before, things that we've heard about all our life and all the things that can happen when you pray. I start seeing it like a man who was literally delivered of meth just through prayer. Like meth is not something you just say, oh, I'm done with it and walk away. That's not one of those things. But he literally said, got up, start praying, and he was done with it. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> I know God is real at all, but you don't just walk away from that. Right. So, and I just, again, testimony after testimonies of these people that would, came from the power of prayer. I mean, I start seeing things and even in my own life, I, when things would happen, I was like, I got to call them because they really pray. And I start seeing things move. So, you know, and you mentioned how I asked some friends to help me because I thought I was going into a whole nother career. <laughs> I was doing something different. So I asked these friends, pray with me. Let's just see the direction that God is leading me. And honestly, that's what God showed me. Is this is what I was birthed in you. But, you know, I had to get you in it and show you. And honestly, I'd rather do this than anything else. I mean, I still do other things, but this has become such a, like I said, a staple and a, a monument and a great part of my life. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, that you opened my eyes to this because it matters. Prayer really matters. Right. Yeah. I was, I was just watching, um, kind of watching a podcast the other day and it was uh, a sermon and I was listening to the sermon and then all of a sudden, and I'm driving, so I'm not actually looking, I'm just listening. And so I'm driving and the minister stops his sermon in the middle of it and says, um, I don't know what's going on with this gentleman right here, but let's, let's, we need to stop and pray. So everybody just, you know, stretch your hands in this this way and let's pray. They stopped and prayed. And then they went into like a, a praise session and started mm -hmm. singing this room, the singing this song about the presence of the Lord coming in the room and healing people. And, and it was just going on and on and on and on. And I was thinking, don't you need to get back to the sermon? But I'm, I'm not looking, you know, like I'm just listening. And so when I finally got into work and into the, <laughs> into the parking lot, the man had literally, and finally the, the pastor said, I don't know what just, what this man was suffering with, but he was sitting here looking half dead and now he's up running around. Wow. And so they were literally showing him running around the sanctuary. And, you know, he, he just said, if anybody else needs healing, you need to pray right now. And we're going to, and so they went on ahead with, you know, with the worship, but me not looking was thinking, we've got to get back to the sermon. What in the world is going on? But the Lord was healing people. They, he, just was obedient, stopped to pray. And then, you know, look, look what happens. And, um, that's not, that's not, it's not weird or it's not, you know, not the norm. Like this is just a regular church service in America that, you know, you can, you can 
pray and believe the Lord is with you. Believe the Lord is here and you can get, you know, get healing um, just as fast. I mean, it was, it was amazing to me. I think was- there's so many things that can be pulled out of what you just said, because <laughs> prayer is essential every moment. And I love that that, like you said, it's like, hey, what are you doing? You got to get back to the sermon. But I love that that pastor knew enough that I have to follow the Holy Spirit. This sermon is fine. But if he says stop right now and pray over this person, this is what I need to do. And honestly, I think that as servants of Christ, if we could just get to that point in our life where it's stop trying to finish the program and hit every bullet point and just follow his example. It's his program. (laughs) it's God's this program doesn't even belong to you if we say we're coming and it's about him then why can't we let him show us what to do so I love that even the fact that you were in the car listening means they recorded they could have edited that out I love that they said no this is the reality and that's what people need to people need reality they need to know that prayer is a daily every moment reality the bible tells us pray without ceasing like we shouldn't be so in our own structure we got to get this done that like what do people say oh has it come to this we have to pray we should start with prayer prayer should be in and through everything we're doing as a matter of fact i know of some churches that literally any service they have, I don't care what it is, there is a room dedicated to prayer and they have assigned people that they pray through every service. And that's their whole thing. They have service going over here and then we have warriors praying over here, which I love. It makes so much sense because there is spiritual warfare going on. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about angels and demons. They think it's crazy, but it's reality. And warfare is occurring all the time. And we got to keep praying. Daniel talks about that, how the Lord um, answered him because he was like, Lord, I prayed about this and you haven't done anything. And he's told him, yeah, because when when I said it, I immediately heard your prayer and I answered it and I dispatched an angel with the answer. But because of all the spiritual warfare that was attempting to block those prayers, because you kept praying, you didn't stop praying, you kept on praying, which people say, just pray about it one time, put it down, you annoying God. God is not annoyed. Continue to pray, continue to call out, to continue to cry, to continue to fast. That's a key thing that people also forget. But continue to pray because the answer is on its way and your prayers are unlocking the, the I guess, the travel plan, I guess if we want to say it. It is helping those angels to get through. You are breaking the spiritual warfare and you're stopping all those attempts. You're stopping all those blocks by continuing to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm glad that you brought up, we hadn't planned to talk about this, but I'm glad that you brought up fasting. And I think, um, because I think I'm in a season where the Lord is saying, you know, for the next, for your next season and for what is coming your way. um, And and that, that to me means, yes, wonderful things, but also that spiritual warfare and your spirit uh, your spiritual man has to be ready to withstand uh, spiritual attacks. And so I really believe the Lord is saying, you know, choose something and fast, um, you know, fa- fast. And and I believe fasting is, number one, um, is it, it requires obedience of me. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the, the, the act of fasting, but it's the obedience that, okay, Lord, I've heard your word and I am responding. I'm just going to do what, I'm just going to do what, you know, what you say. And you may listen and say, well, what if I heard the Lord wrong? Okay, that's fine. Is fasting going to hurt you? Um, you know, whatever I choose to fast from, mm-hmm. is that going to hurt me? No. Um, but what it is going to do is remove some kind of physical thing out of my life. And I'm going to fill that space and that time that I used to use with this physical thing. I'm going to fill that space with focusing on the Lord and worshiping and reading scripture. And that's going to um, pull my spirit man closer to the Lord's heart. And I am going to change my focus about whatever I'm seeing in front of me. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on his word instead of the, um, the reality and the Lord is um, going to be with him. He's going, going to be close to me. And so that's kind of what I feel like fasting about. Number one, just be obedient and do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think that fasting is meant to be this big fun act. We, because it's not fun, we, you know, like the Bible tells us, wash your face, get up and do something. Like, it's not meant to be, oh, I'm fasting, look at me. You know, it's not meant to be done. Like, it's not a secret, but you don't need to go announcing it to everybody. And one thing that I always think about is Jesus being Jesus, being the creator of everything, being God himself, fasted 40 days. And this is Jesus who knows everything. I mean, maybe we need to be fasting 41. <laughs> just, I mean, just thinking about it because Jesus fasted 40 and he is yeah. definitely above us. So you know, fasting is important, but you know, like I said, I think it's just, we just need to stop making it so deep and making it such a, look at me, making it such a moment where people have to see you and just fast. So whatever it is, mm-hmm. like we know fasting food, maybe you need to fast television. Maybe you need to fast media, social media, fast mm-hmm. talking, fast, you know, whatever it is, whatever the thing fast is that's going to pull you. Listen, that's what I had to do because that's my, <laughs> that's my thought. So thing. I okay. had to fast talk and that is hard for me. That was harder mm-hmm. than fast and food. <laughs> so, okay. you know, whatever the thing is, that is a true sacrifice. Say, mm-hmm. you know what, God, I want you more. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your voice way mm-hmm. more than I want this. So I'm willing to let this go. It's, it's something that's hard because that's a true sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And food now is, especially sugar for me. So that is a true sacrifice. But God, I want you more than I want this sugar. Yeah. And and yeah. that's a struggle. That's a, I mean, that's mm-hmm. an honest struggle. And that's what it is. God wants an honest heart. Like we make things so deep when it's like God is God. He already knows your heart. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be out deep, God. You can't do it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, just be obedient. So let's discuss an example of how Jesus prayed in Matthew 26. I believe I have it up, uh, starting in verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Sit here 
and keep watching with me. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping and said, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time saying, the same thing. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes your betrayer. So Jana, tell us, what do you take away from that scripture and that example of how Jesus prayed, what he prayed, um, how diligent he was at it? Okay, I grabbed my pencil because honestly, and I know I can't hit everything, but this hits so many things about prayer. For one, he went away. Sometimes, and, and that's not to say you need to do that every time, but sometimes like people always make the analogy, go and get in your prayer closet. Sometimes you just need to get where it is just you and God and you can just cry out and you can say what you need to say and you're not limited by time. And you could just, like I said, really cry out. I love the fact that scripture mentioned that he was sorrowful. Here's God expressing emotions. You know, these things that we have to build out to be Christians, we can't feel any pain. We can't know. Like I said, this is Christ. Even mm -hmm. he felt heavy, even he felt sorrowful, even he was worn down where he had to go talk to his father. Guys, we need mm -hmm. to go talk to our dad when we're feeling sad, when we're feeling burdened down. Um, mm -hmm. Now, another thing I love, he asked his friends to go with him. They went together, but they were all in their sections and they fell asleep. You ever fell asleep, Brian? Oh, of course. <laughs> it's a reality. <laughs> Wake up the next day. Mm -hmm. It was like, but oh, I've been start praying, and I was like, no, what was I talking about? <laughs> but I like the scripture also pointed out that they weren't just being lackadaisical, or they weren't just being rude, or this wasn't that they didn't care. It said their eyes were heavy, like they were tired. Like this is a reality. So mm -hmm. you know, one, I think press, you know, press through even when you're tired. But I also think. If you know you're going to be tired, if you turn into a pumpkin at 10 o'clock, pray at nine, like, you know, <laughs> set yourself up to win. But like, you know, you it happens. Our bodies get tired. We get weary. We get sorrowful. We get in these places and, you know, we, we get tired. But um, another point, like I said, there's so many, I'm just trying to hit them so quick, but God, Jesus, again, Jesus, here's the Christ creator of all. Pray God's will. When he went into this prayer, it wasn't just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. He was like, God, I trust your will. Here's what I want, but I want your will more than I want what I want. So he made his petitions known. That's what the Bible says. We have not because we ask not. So he made his request known. He prayed and he asked for what he wanted. So, you 
know, again, he's talking to his dad. I think if we could just get that in our mind, stop making this so deep and so structural. And remember, God is our father. He's your dad. Go talk to your dad and tell him what's going on. And you can cry out and say, dad, here's what I want. I don't want to do this. I don't like how this feels. I don't want this. I don't want this. But dad, because I know you're my father and you're loving and you know me and you know what's best for me, I trust that you're going to lead me in the right directions. I don't want to. My flesh is not feeling this but I trust you more than I trust my flesh. So please show me, give me your will, give me your plan. And there's so much more. There's so much more, but you know, I have, I've said those exactly, exactly what you've said, you know, going through difficult things and things that don't feel good, you know, uh, things that you would rather run away from um, than, than um, walk through them. And you have to, end up dropping all the pretenses that you think you had in your prayer life in the first place that you don't have to have. Um, and just, and just talk to, talk to your father and, you know, say exactly those words. This is hard. I want to do something opposite <laughs> than this, but I think for me, I've learned that the Lord brings things back, um, back around. Like, even if I, go through a situation where I did, maybe I didn't deal with it, but I did run from it. It's coming back around because mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a way that the Lord would want me to handle it, um, uh, handle things with, with grace and, and being humble and uh, submit to him and um, pray and bring my cares to him and leave them there instead of getting up um, to take them with me to worry, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, um, leave, leave them there. This is a great example for us in scripture of, you know, the, the Lord almighty saying several times, I don't want to do this. You know, if this could be, if there's another way, um, but still, you know, let your, your will be done. I'm going to submit myself to, to your will. A great example of prayer. I love it. I love it. I want to talk um, um, about one more. Let's see, Matthew 6, because Matthew 6 is kind of a practical um, scripture, I believe, about what kind of words you sh should use when, yes. you are, when you are praying. Um, okay, so this is Matthew 6. I'm going to start in verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So 
Jenna, when I, when I read that, I know that's, that's a lot and it goes into the Lord's prayer there at the end. What do you take away from that? Um, as far as practically, how do we approach prayer? Talk like you normally talk. <laughs> Stop this. Oh God. Oh God. Oh father. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Most excellent of high above. What? <laughs> who are you talking to? Like, I mean, and if that's who how you talk, talk that way. <laughs> But guess what? When I taught you, I don't say Carla, oh Carla, oh Carla, 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 please call me back, Carla. I just called you, Carla, to say that. I'm so glad you're my friend. Oh, Carla, great, Carla, 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 Carla. You go, no, you'd be like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, just talk. And guess what? Sometimes your prayer might be help. Yes. It may simply be that. I mean, every conversation is different. It may be like if I call you and I'm emotional and I'm crying, then that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just crying out. I mean, just talk he's your dad like i said if we could just stress that you're just talking to your father and i get if you didn't have a good relationship with your father and that hasn't looked good so then i can understand the stress or the i i don't know how to talk to my dad okay i get that Mm -hmm. but for those that do and you can just have a regular conversation that's what we're getting to so maybe Mm -hmm. you don't really understand that father but maybe as you talk to your friend or your best friend, whatever, just have that conversation. You know, God is not interested in these big eloquent words or all you trying to pray long to prove a point. Or you know how people do, they get loud and, oh God, like that's going to change something. Like, first of all, the Holy Spirit deals with us in a calm voice, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a very calm, like he don't get loud. He don't start hollering at us. He just tells us, hey, Mm -hmm. walk over there. Mm -hmm. Tell that person I love him. You know, he just deals in the calm. So, we don't have to. Now, if you yell and you loud, fine, <laughs> do mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. these rituals, I think that's the biggest thing. Take the rituals off. You don't have to keep just keep talking just to be talking, just to sound deep, just so you can say, I prayed three hours. Okay, but did you say anything? Like, mm-hmm. was anything happening? Did you have that connection? Like, what did you talk about? So, like I said, this whole babbling and going on and on and on and on, God, he doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not it's not a requirement to get your prayer in and I love at the end about the forgiveness like I mean if you really thought about how good God is the only requirement that's needed for you to be forgiven is just confess your sin and that makes me realize why it's so hard for us to admit because Satan is making sure I don't want you to admit I want that pride to block you I never want you to admit anything so that's why I don't, I'm going to make it hard for you to say I did that to you to speak up for you to take responsibility because that's all God says. He didn't say you got to go pay a priest or you got to go do this or do your penance or whatever. No, confess your sins and throw them into the seal of, forgiveness, seal of forgiveness. And, you know, God hangs a sign, no fishing. Like you can't go back in it. Like he's done with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's over. Giving you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and reminding us to forgive others. Like, you know, we, 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 you know, man, we're really good at man. that. Um, wanting forgiveness from the Lord, wanting grace from the Lord, but not wanting to give it to someone else and not want to extend forgiveness um, to someone yeah. else. I mean, um, that makes me think about like, I ain't gonna say have you ever, because I know you have because we're human and I know I have. When you get in there praying, you're mad and you're like, Lord, Lord, they did this and they did that and I'm so mad and did you say me, get them God and get them and get them. And guess what? They may be wrong. Mm-hmm. It may be 99%, but then 
somehow the Lord will work on your heart and show you, even if you're 1%, okay, but this is what I need from you. But this is what your part was. And I just remember those times of prayer, feeling like, what? I came to you bad, Lord. And how am I the one repenting? <laughs> because that's what, I mean, and not only, and so I want to make sure that we're using key that um, not just a uh, prayer, it's also staying in God's word and, and knowing it because that helps us in our prayers. So, you know, because the Bible, I love how Pastor Tim Ross says, the Bible is the only book that you can read and it'll also read you. So it will read you. It'll come back on you and it'll start making you repent and seeing you like the, the scripture reveals who we are and who we're not and who we should be and who God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I always think this is great, a, a great way to practice um, our communication skills, because, you know, all the time, humans, we don't have great skills, great communication skills, like right. saying the things that um, really matter to us and saying the things that are on our minds and on our hearts. And the Lord really wants to hear it all. Um, the Lord has patience for us yes. for it all. And um, it, it, I, I'm really thankful and we should all be thankful that we don't have to, we don't need a degree in, um, uh, you know, divinity to, to, to just communicate with the Lord, just start talking. Right. And in the scripture, it also goes into the Lord's prayer, which is just simply another example of for us or another template for us, um, how, you know, how to pray. Like we are to lift up the Lord. We to, we are to magnify him, to worship him. Um, we are to ask for his will to be done. We are to submit our lives to him and uh-huh. um, reaffirm our commitment to him. Um, ask for his, you know, his will and his reign on earth as it is um, in heaven, ask him for the things that we need daily, ask him for the things that we need. So that means that that's another example of why we need to be praying um, every day and ask for forgiveness of our sin and also extend um, forgiveness of others. And then also, and then, you know, and again, with, with uh, praise and adoration and and worship, um, as, and, and that's just simply just a template. If I'm going to pray, a lot of times I'm um, praying corporately in the um, in service. I always look back at this template and, and you know, with the prayer that I write and the prayer is only is, is supposed to be two minutes. It's corporate. So it's not supposed to, you know, this prayer is not on for forever, not 15 minutes, but it's two Key minutes. Point, corporate and, prayer is not meant to be every detail for detail. Everybody doesn't need to know all that. But you can follow this template in two minutes. You really can. You can follow this template in two minutes and um, and, and write a prayer um, that, you know, that is um, blessing, you know, something that blesses other people and touches the heart of God. So it, it's like the templates that we need Look, look in your Bible. Listen, everything in your Bible. Like I, because I've worked with a lot of young kids and I always tell them these um, things that you want. If you want a comedy, if you want drama, go in your Bible. You don't need a soap (laughs) opera. It's right there. The templates, like you said, you need a template. Honestly, is template for life is right there in your Bible. 
Okay, so Jana, we have way more that we want to cover about prayer. <laughs> and um, but we are uh, completely through our time, maybe a little over our time. I'm sure. Um, Jana Bell, I want to thank you for for coming on to discuss prayer with me. And hopefully you will come back again. Maybe we'll have to do um, a two-parter uh, to continue this discussion because there's a lot more we didn't get to um talking about how close is God to the details of our life? Because we know that now in our world, there's a lot of groaning. So maybe that's where we start next time. But um, (laughs) I mean, we literally have barely scratched the surface. Like it's so much that can be said. We, like I said, we could do this once a month and we would do it until we die and we still would cover it all. (laughs) Seriously. But thank, right. and I'm glad though. I'm glad God is that vast. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. glad He's a God that I can't all comprehend. That I'm constantly reaching for. I need something way bigger than me. Right, right, right. Amen, amen. That is, that is uh, a great note to to uh, close out on. So again, Jana, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Every Heart, Every Woman is a program of Love Ministries. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Look up all of the great information about Love Ministries and all of the things that God has Love Ministries doing in this season of life. And also head over to my website, CarlaNibbins.com. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you back here next week.